What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, are my good friends, Dean Montalbano and Ray Volo. In episode three, we'll be going through our first division preview, and we will start with our home division, the AFC East. Gotta love that. And then we'll be continuing on with our position group rankings as we take a closer look at arguably the deepest position class in this draft, the wide receivers and uh, a group with a ton of talent. So it'll be really fun to go over the guys top seven and some honorable mentions there. Um, but before we get into our division preview, I want to touch on some Super Bowl headlines. Uh, Ray and Dean, how are we feeling and how are we feeling about that Super Bowl? It was, uh, it was a really good game and uh, happy for Matt Stafford. Without a doubt. I think that that game delivered on all fronts, especially the defensive front. And I'm talking strictly Aaron Donald. Yeah, it was kind of bullshit that he didn't win MVP. I had him. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Plus, plus 2,400. And uh, I thought that that last run play on Samaj P. Ryan stop and then that last should have been a sack uh, would have gotten me there. But um, obviously, if, you were, if your dominated. eyes weren't glued to Aaron Donald for that last play, you're out of your mind. Yeah, he was also offsides, but that's a. Uh, Topic for another story, right. Ray? How'd you, uh, Ray, how'd you feel about uh, that Rams Bengals Super Bowl? Um, it was a great game. Uh, I smashed the over on both America the Beautiful and the national anthem because I'm a patriotic, <laughs> a freedom loving American. America the Beautiful over that slam was fucking insane. Uh, fired me up almost as much as the game. I'm ah, more than the game. I'm who the fuck am I kidding? That was amazing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald definitely should have won MVP there. I don't know. I mean. I don't understand why Cooper Cup won. I don't want to call out race or anything, but who knows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, basically, you're basically saying your night ended a minute 45 into the uh, into the broadcast? Yeah, about. Just about. <laughs> Love it. Oh, wow. Love it. All right. So we'll be starting off um, with the first team, the AFCs. We're going in reverse order of the draft order, which gives us more time to talk about the Jets at the end. Um, so that means we will start with the best team in the division, as of now, until the Jets have an unbelievable draft. Um, so we will start with the Buffalo Bills. Um, we're going to be starting with Dean, uh, talking a little bit about, <laughs> about his uh, thoughts on Buffalo and where they need to go. Just um, something to mention before we start. Um, some team needs for Buffalo. Um, along the defensive line, obviously, um, they got a couple older guys uh, who are set to hit the free agent market, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison. Um, they need some corner help with Levi Wallace, um, that cornerback two spot next to Tredavious white has always been, uh, um, a little bit of a problem for them. Um, and maybe some offensive line help. We're getting some insight from some raised good buddies over, uh, in Buffalo. Fuck those kids. But, uh, they, they, they're giving us some good insight into the, uh, into the thinking of, uh, the bills organization, but Dean, how are you feeling about Buffalo's draft and where they go? Before we get to the draft. I just need to highlight, I Please. would do absolutely anything to be a Bills fan. Anything. Or for oh, the Jets God. to be in the exact same position. Right. Can you please stop the recording? I, I, would, I, might, I might be done. Anything. I think I'd rather be a Chinese citizen than be a Bills fan. <laughs> Fucking hillbillies. Oh, like trash. And, and Ray, Ray, Ray notoriously loves communism, so I, I actually think you'd rather that. But... For real, the Bills, I mean, they have an amazing top-down, you know, team, roster. Really do. And then, to bolster that, they have nine draft picks. They're not 
crazy set on cap space there's going to be a ton of cap casualties and like like you just went over a ton of big names and a, a lot of older people um a lot of older players yeah i think they have negative cap space right now but obviously that can be yeah, that, flipped very easily that changes very very quickly um but yeah that's going to start in the draft really you can't look no further than the d line uh like you said, losing all those players. Luckily, they got Rousseau. They still got Ed Oliver. So still some youth on that line. But when I look at their first pick, um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is I would love for them. I, I mean, I don't think this is possible. I think that Jermaine Johnson's absolute floor of floors will be 23 to the cards. But I, it would be a wet dream if they could land him. Um, I was yeah, so I would, Buffalo is picking at 25. Got forgot to mention that, yeah, um, yeah. for the listeners. So they're my picking bad. at Did 25, but yeah, yeah. That, that that'd be my dream, that'd be my wet dream. Um, and then obviously, when you're talking about their top nine picks, they still have their second, their third. So when I'm looking at those, I'm looking at maybe a, a Kair Elam. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly, uh, for corner. Um, in the second, uh, I could see I really liking that fit. Um, that's that's really all I could see for them, Ray. You want to chime in? Yeah, um, I think you got to put a little bit of respect to my boy Bookie Basham's name. Second round pick last year, I loved him coming out. I mean, he was buried on the depth chart this year with Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison and such. But I think second year, he's. I mean, this system just seems like. This team in Buffalo, I fucking hate them, first of all. But um, it's a lot of added jealousy. I, they're like, they seem like a well-oiled machine. They just seem like the type of team that's just going to roll over that roster with youth, just develop young players. I, and I love Biggie, Bo- Boogie as a uh, fit there. So I don't know about edge as much, but they could definitely use some D-tackle help. Um, and this obviously this, tr- this class is loaded with D-tackles. Yeah. Uh, my boy Logan Hall would be a good fit. Uh, Jordan Davis, right? That's Georgia, that's his name, Jordan Davis? Yeah. Uh, runs that mammoth of a human being. I don't know. I mean, he's like a fucking vending machine. I see him being a tad better than a three four, but yes, I mean, still would love. Uh, I I could see. I think he if he just eats up blocks and just let fucking Ed Oliver just get after the QB. I think that could really help their defensive front. Um, Brandon Bean just came out and said that their number one priority is going to be protecting Josh Allen. So I can't even rule out like a Zion Johnson. Your boy Kenyon Green at that spot. Oh, I'm make Kenny Green. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how he's slipping. I, I think he's a surefire guy in top fifteen, like ten to ten to sixteen. There's but, a long way to go. We'll see. Yeah. And then, but like you said, cornerback that outside spot is definitely going to be a priority, especially after their defense looked like fuck. I mean, it's, I know Patrick Mahomes is known to make people look like shit, but their their defense needs to be revamped a little bit so an outside corner Kyer elam i know chris is obsessed with him as a fit for buffalo really yeah, oh chris, chris is gonna love that i fucking chris loves that, that. yeah uh Shout out chris i can even see booth being a fit there athletic can play zone can play man but yeah i think we touched on it and then also mm-hmm. mid-round i could see them using some wide receiver help as well cole beasley could be cut good point um, not my boy cole beasley anything but cole yeah if you got that two spot obviously shirt up with Gabe Davis. I do just want to point put out, point out one more guy uh, that I forgot, and is actually I know Ray loves him, but Devontae Wyatt. Um, I know that Ray even you know puts him in the same regard as Jordan Davis. Actually, is uh, his teammate, and I think that would even be a pretty good fit. 
Yeah, I can see. I think it'll definitely be there at 26. I can see that too. 25. Yes, I agree. 25. (laughs) No, I agree. Um, Dream selection for the Buffalo Bills. I know Dean kind of said uh, Jermaine Johnson. Right. What do you think? Not close. Um, I could see Jameson. I think Jameson Williams would be a tricky little. Uh, I honestly, I was thinking the exact same James, thing. I think that is such a good fit for him. The rich get richer. I mean, Jameson Williams gave Davis and um and Stephon Diggs, Diggs just, just steer into the curve. Get everyone loves these weapons nowadays, and just try to outgun Cincinnati. I mean, it's it's crazy, especially in the AFC now with Josh Allen, with Mahomes, with Burrow, with Herbert, like. If you're not loaded on offense and you don't have one of these quarterbacks that can take over games, it's just so freaking hard. You're going to be so far back. These guys are all going to be around for 10-plus years. Um, And honestly, I don't see any of them, maybe one of them, taking a step back in the next few years. But um, I think Jameson Williams would be absolutely crazy for them. Apparently, he's feeling good after uh, ACL surgery and – be nice to see him back on the field. Um, so we're going to roll right on to the New England Patriots who pick at 21. Ray, who do you like here for the Pats? Another group of cocksuckers that we get to draft for. <laughs> uh, um, Pats, I'm really interested in what they do before the draft. Uh, JC Jackson is going to be the best corner on the market. And for some reason, there no one's talking about him getting tagged. I know they, they not, don't, they don't tag they don't people. Tag. I know, but like, I know they're not loaded with capital, but, I mean, they had a great pass defense. You'd think they'd want to try to keep people, but Belichick's arrogant ass probably thinks it's all him. But I'd like to see him go play corner and match up against some people. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, they really just don't tag people because I think they can just fit almost anybody into that system, and it kind of works, um, especially on defense. Uh, but some notable names, Devin McCourty, um, J.C. Jackson, we just mentioned, Dante Hightower, all on the defensive end, and then uh, – Trenton Brown, Jacoby Myers, all free agents this offseason. Um, and I think they have around $7 million in cap. Um, so, again, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Dean, what do you think there? Um, I definitely want to hear what Ray thinks for pick, though, for 21 there. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I think they're going to have to look at the secondary. They love their secondary guy. Low-key. If Stingley, this this hype on Stingley keeps falling, I could so see Belichick lipping, licking his lips trying to get a hold of him. I feel like he's going to oh come my back God. up. I feel like he's oh, going to come back up. I know. It's a long way, but I can see Belichick's arrogant ass thinking he can change him as a person. He just he will bet on the talent. Also, I, re- I mean, they only have six picks, if I'm not mistaken. I, Belichick loves to trade back. I could totally see them trading mm-hmm. back and t- trying to tar- trade back to the early second and target someone like McCreary, who just has like ma- sticky man skills. Throw them in the slot, move them around. I think that I like really like that option for them personally. Yeah, I, I like that too. I think uh, always love wide, trading back. I think I think wide receiver is also a big a big spot for them too. Um, did not get a lot of. If you've ever watched any of those Patriots games, um, nobody can get open besides Kendrick Bourne. Shout out Kendrick Bourne, One Direction. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a, this is a Kendrick Bourne pot. Um, <laughs> but I also I mock J- uh, Jameson Williams to the Patriots actually um, and I think that's an awesome fit um, they need somebody who can stretch the field they went out and spent a ton of money last offseason acquiring Hunter Henry and and Jonu Smith and Kendrick, and Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar um, 
and really didn't get too many guys that can separate. Um, so I think wide receiver is definitely a big need for them. Dean, what do you think there? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Jameson Williams would definitely be, I found it funny that Ray brought it up for the bills. Uh, this is definitely my dream pick for the Pats for really exactly what you just said. But when we get closer to the draft and as we get closer to the draft, I just feel like Jameson Williams is not going to be there. Um, and this is a guy that I love. And now that we're doing wide receivers today, I was obsessed with his tape. I would love to see Jahan Dotson with the short area quickness. I feel like he's perfect for perfect, perfect, don't do perfect that to me. for their system. Yeah, you're going to end up hating him. If he's a Pat, he's going to be an absolute beast. He's a, he's a true three level threat. I really think that's what, a Patriots receiver needs to be, and he has a ton of swagger. So I, I, I would say John Dotson would be my dream pick there for sure. I like that. Pats fan. I like that fit, but I'm gonna even go the, the pro route for a wide receiver, and it's gonna make Sauce even more mad. I would love Godwin in that on that team. Oh, God. Off injury, <laughs> that is so brutal. Sign a one year, prove it. I don't know. I, I can. That, that is so brutal. But I agree that fit would be honestly unbelievable, especially. A guy like Mac Jones who gets the ball out of his hand so quickly, like God went over those those fucking stupid ass three yard crossing routes. I go for twenty every time. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> um, honestly, let's please stop talking about the Patriots because fuck them. Um, but we will move on um, to the Dolphins, who finished third in the division. Um, they do not have their own first round pick uh, that is held by Philadelphia. Um. Had a great first round last year. Jalen Waddle. I wasn't so high on him um, coming into last year, but he really broke out, and he is a, a special player. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Tua. Um, but they own um, San Francisco's pick, so they are picking at 29. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dean, what do you like here for Miami? Well, for Miami, you got to start with they are – obviously kind of a train wreck right now, which I've still puzzled about with Flores being fired. Uh, But people love Mike McDaniel around the league. They say he's like a genius. So I'm interested. Like Tua fits that scheme kind of like pretty well too. I feel like that'll be good. I feel like that'll be good for him. Um, It's a team that's spent a ton of draft capital on the offensive line in the past few years. And it really hasn't helped. Um, which is crazy. So I still think they need offensive line help too. Um, But I think if they can protect Tua, he's shown some flashes um, and hopefully they can protect him. They don't have too many big free agents this offseason. Jasicki being the big notable one, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, I mean, they have the most cap out there. I I think there's a decent chance they keep him. But I agree. Basically, you said it. They really need uh, they really need to still bolster up that old line for Tua, especially if they're going to go all in on him. And that's definitely what Chris Greer is basically hinting at. He fired a very overachieving coach for it. But then anything else is really wide receiver, in my opinion, just someone to get on the other side um, of Waddle. Really, that's it. Waddle, as you guys know, was my wide receiver one last year. Did really not come to fruition, but I'm definitely don't regret it. Uh, I think he's an absolute animal. Um, and when I look at wide receiver and I look at 29, I guess I'm really, really hoping for, I feel like I really want to get a prototypical X for them. And I 
Drake London's my boy. He's not going to be there. Kind of an interesting spot. It's kind of an interesting spot for them. You guys are going to call me crazy, and it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler. But if I'm them and I'm there, I'm taking I'm taking David Bell. I'm running with it. I love it. I'm a huge David Bell guy, but I think this may be too high for him. Um, I I I feel like they will um, go offensive line. Yeah, I I think. I think I like uh, they have to. I think they got to address the line. I think I'm really interested to see what they do with the Kaseki. I know you guys said that. I know they have money. I know you want to resign, but that guy can't block. He's more of like a big slot, like flexed well, he, out he, tight end. He, he actually doesn't block. I, I think I, he spent like I think he spent like 95 percent uh, of snaps in the slot. He's a, he's a big slot, which I think like they he has a good rapport too. Uh, it looks like I think they should bring him back, but tight end's definitely a position I really see them targeting in the draft. Probably more in the mid rounds though, but offensive line early, and I think uh, uh, Petit Friere from Ohio State would be good, especially in that wide zone scheme. He's a really good athlete. Um, also, someone like Trevor Penning, just a nasty streak. They got to they got to help Tua. Boy, and Penning will be there. I think I think helping Tua the best is just you got to establish a run game, and I think McDaniel's a really good person for that. But like we said, that they they spent a lot of picks on the line the last few years, but now the guy transitioned to a new scheme. Their line has always been, it's still been disappointing. So I think line is going to be a huge emphasis. Try to get that run game going and mm-hmm. just help get the ball added to his hands as fast as possible. I, I, I'm a, to a believer too, but I am the best too. way to help a quarterback is to protect them and get a running game going. What you don't like, uh, you don't like Miles Gaskin? <laughs> I think James, I don't know, Cook, dude, I like James Duke, Cook a lot for them. Duke, Duke, Duke Johnson looked pretty good the, uh, the last two games of the season. Very good. Duke fantasy contributor for sure. Love that. Gotta love that. All right, let's get to the draft. All right, yeah. yeah. So this is the main event. It's the New York Jets. We're owners. Everybody knows it. Um, honestly, we're on the clock right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. We're on the fucking clock. Um, right. This team needs. I love when they. I love when like ESPN they show team needs and it doesn't, <laughs> and it doesn't say everything. Um, which like baffles me. They actually like pick out team needs. Um, this team needs fucking everything. Um, Marcus May, Jameson Crowder, Morgan Moses, Berrios, uh, all pro Braxton Berrios, excuse me. Um, (laughs) we'll be back. Hopefully fully Fadakasi, um, another notable free agent. This team's got a lot of cap, um, and a ton of draft capital. This is the off season that we're waiting for. Ray, give it to me straight. We pick at four, we pick at 10. What do we like here? You guys are in for a treat. You're getting an inside look at the Volo Manifesto. I already emailed it to Joe Douglas, but it'll be released soon. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Let me get ready. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Ready? Yeah. Uh, they got to help Zach Wilson. Uh, what I just said about the Dolphins, it's true for the Jets, too. They need a line. I think their line's a lot closer than people think to being good and potentially even great. Yeah, I get one more piece. Evan Neal is my dream scenario at four. I think he'd be perfect. You can plug him in at right tackle. George Fan has one more year left. And if hopefully Becton can come back to form, you can slide him out to tackle. Him and Becton have bookends for the next decade would be ideal. And then you got weapons. Uh, you got to get him you gotta get him with two tight ends, and you got to get a wide receiver. Uh, I think Dalton Schultz is someone that they're going to target in free agency. Oh, my guy. Be some Dalton. My fucking guy. And – at 10, I think Garrett Wilson's like a perfect fit for them. I, I can I'll beat this drum until it breaks. You have. 
Yeah. Ray, Ray, Ray has yet to do a mock draft. Like Garrett Wilson doesn't go <laughs> doesn't 10. Go 10. Um, <laughs> I can't. So, I can't do it. you know what? Like LeVar Ball said, speak it into existence. Yeah, no, um, um, I love that fit for us, too. Um, agreed, we need the offensive line help, and you need to surround Zach with more weapons. Um, just too many times that Braxton Barris was the best player on the field. Um, hopefully Elijah comes back healthy and hopefully Beckton can stop being a fucking pussy um, and come back healthy. Say to his uh, face, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine behind, sitting behind that guy at Taco Bell. Shout oh, out Taco Bell. Shout out Taco Bell. <laughs> wow. Um, but the Jets, four picks in the top 38. So this is the draft. This is the offseason. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do. I I really feel like this is a spot where we, we can trade up, we can trade back. Joey D's got so many options, so I fucking love this. It's going to be like a Madden draft. I think they should move back move back at 10, move up at th- from 35. Get the I agree. I would absolutely love that. Move back into the first round. Yeah. I think they should have so many holes where, like, it really positions like, – I know I just said offensive line, wide receiver, but, like, they have so many holes, position doesn't matter. You got to hit. You got to hit on three of those four picks. They need to be yeah. – immediate impact starters it'll be really really it'll be really really interesting uh i mean it's really simple the jets offseason begins and ends with those first 38 picks can't can't put it any other way we have been top five the jets have been top five or number one in cap space for what feels like my whole 24 25 years of existence and every free agent we've gotten has i mean free agent class has been incredibly underwhelming obviously there's been sprinkles of really good guys here and there uh but you just gotta you gotta build from the draft that's how the real teams that's how the big teams that's how the good organizations and the winning organizations do it yeah so for those first 38 i mean i I don't disagree with Garrett Wilson at 10, and I don't disagree with Evan Neal at four, but you know I want Ikea Kwanu at four and motherfucking Drake London at 10. I want I want to be blink. I want to be up in our seats because we're owners, and I want to be blinking over and over again and being like, is that Brandon Marshall or is that Drake London? That's the only wish I have. That's the only wet dream I have at night. The only thing that matters. Cool. Love it. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Bad. Um, I, it would be the epitome of a wet dream. I would be thrown out of MetLife. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of skirt along past <laughs> that. <laughs> but uh, it'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in free agency to set up this draft. Um, because we do have a lot of cap. Joey D has shown that he doesn't really like to break the bank. Um, did a little bit for Carl Lawson, unfortunately, towards Achilles, but um, he said he's progressing well, so it'll be nice to get him as a piece back on that defensive line, which we desperately, desperately need. Um, And he really gives out these these one-year deals that they're prove-it deals, so hopefully uh, some of these guys that we get um, can tutor these young guys and hopefully set us up for a really, really nice draft. Um, All right, sweet. So that was our division review for the AFC East. We'll be doing that every week. Next week, we will move on to the NFC East. Um, Our brothers from the other side will talk a little Giants, uh, hopefully not too much. Uh, But now we're going to move into our wide receiver rankings. 
Um, so last week we did our top five with the edge rushers and a few honorable mentions, but because there's so much talent in this wide receiver group, we are going to do our top seven and a few honorable mentions. Um, so we're going to start with Dean with a few of his honorable mentions. Dean, who do you got just outside your top 10, uh, top seven, excuse me. Awesome. Just outside of my, outside of my top seven, really rounding out my top 10. I feel like I might as well, I'm going to go obviously less into them, less yeah, of a synopsis, but uh, I'm going to basically tell you my 10 down. Uh, starting at 10, George Pickens, uh, five-star, highly rated out of high school. Ray's shaking his head because he thinks that's way too low. I've seen this guy all the way up to like three or four on people's list or outside of top 10. He's all over the place. He delivered freshman year. He was doing well 2020 with incredibly inconsistent, you know, QB play down for the Bulldogs. But he got hurt. I feel like this guy would have been benefited a ton from – coming back and playing another year and really proving that he's a top dog. And I'm pretty sure he would. He has all the traits and intangibles really does, but uh, he's 10 here for me. And then uh, that's lower I, than a, that is lower than a diabetic's blood sugar level, man. <laughs> I'll be talking about him later more. Bro, we're splitting hairs with these wide receivers. I love this class. I really do. Like you said, it's arguably the best, um, even better than the, you know, the edge class that we harped on last week. And, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. Number nine for me was the my biggest wide receiver winner down in Mobile. Guy was an absolute stud, unguardable. Um, everyone regarded him as the best wide receiver down there. Wasn't even close, really. And that's Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. I was watching him all week. Uh, I went back and watched some, and guy was scary. And it starts with his measurables. When he measured in at 6'4", 210, everyone was like, oh, is this guy going to actually you know come and deliver and really skyrocket his his draft stock and he did he deep ball specialist thin and through and that's really kind of obviously we're turning into a league that's just trying to push the ball downfield and obviously some small routes that with rack ability this guy's the deep ball specialist love him and then eight john mechie uh, i know that's low as well uh i had to get some some my guys above him very well rounded i feel like he's a some of his success was a proponent of him, of that system down in Bama, but uh, very versatile and uh, dynamic. Like I said, well-rounded. I'm sure he'll be a very good player. He's just not in my top seven, just just outside. Yeah, kind of think it's criminal that you have uh, him ahead of Pickens. Um, but we can say we'll, we'll let Ray uh, we'll let Ray harp on that. Ray, who do you got for your honorable mentions here? Yeah, that's just banana bill, but we'll, well, I digress. Um, <laughs> so, uh, unlike Dean, my, I wouldn't say mine are like t- uh, 10, 9, and 8, but just some guys I wanted to talk about. Another uh, senior ball guy, Khalil, Sh- Khalil Shakir. Uh, he came in, that. he came in a little short arms, like 29 inch arms, I think, like nine and three eighths inch hands. So, he's a little small. He's six foot, 193, like doesn't over, doesn't wow you with his size, but that guy is twitchy as hell. He's a really good route runner. I think he can play inside out. Um, and I think he's just going to be a really safe pros pro. And he'll be there, he'll be in the league for years. Um, I'm going to have to take one of Dean's honorable mentions in Christian Watson. I mean, watching this guy's tape, it's weird at that FCS level. But he's the best athlete on the field. And he's 6'4". It's, uh, he runs past everyone. He looks like someone who's like six foot. 
He's got a little wig. He's got a little wiggle. I like him. I'm very, very intrigued to see what he does at the combine. He does not play like he's six four. No, he not loves that wiggle. He's kind of like a. I think he is like kind of a, a poor man's uh, Drake London. I, I feel they like have they have some similar traits. Uh, maybe not so much um, the route running ability, but the after the catch stuff at that size is very, very similar. Yeah, he's he's raw. I think he has a high ceiling. He kind of reminds me of like an AJ Brown type. Just he, he's going to be a mid a day two pick. Someone's going to have to just someone's going to fall in love with him, and they just have to coach him up. And then someone who I will say was right outside my top seven at number eight, uh, Dean's boy David Bell. Uh, good size, good three years of production at Purdue of all schools. I think he's six two two oh five. Um, he can run some routes. But he's one of my favorite not, guys, honestly. Not, he's not the best separator, which kind of worries me. And he's not the biggest guy, but he just looks like he he just delivers. And I think he'll just keep keep going, delivering the NFL. It's just so weird. It's his tape. Um, like you said, like he doesn't do anything like flashy at all. Like it's not it's he's not crazy fast. He's not an insane route runner. But when you put on their game film, he's just always open. Yeah, he's always like he's plays. he's literally just always open by himself. It's so weird. Um, it is hard to scout wide receivers sometimes, like watching game film um, and seeing plays develop and stuff. But there's just so many times I'm like, why isn't this guy triple teamed on a on a shitty ass Purdue team? Um, he's just an absolute beast at the college level. I think he, I think uh, guys like that always succeed. It might not uh, be in year one. But those guys always just figure it out. The guys who are just somehow always open, um, they always find a spot in the NFL. Um, so I like it for the honorable mentions for the fellas. Um, so now we will go back and forth. So who do we got for our top seven? Dean, you're going to start us off. Who is your seventh ranked wide receiver? Just going to continue off what you're saying. And I love that you were saying it. We're going to be talking about David Bell again. Uh, he's my number seven. 62205 exactly like you said you watch him individually and you think to yourself he doesn't have crazy crazy athleticism he doesn't have the most crazy first step explosion or really you know short uh you know short interval like speed uh but just open all the time um and i think a great pro comparison for him is and someone very recent and who just won the super bowl is van jefferson Everyone was talking about Van Jefferson as being amazing and one of the best. And then he slipped to the end of the second round because the whole combine process happened. And everyone said, maybe he doesn't have the highest ceiling, but he looks like a pretty damn good football player. And I, I think that is overlooked at sometimes. This is going to be a guy who's going to be a prototypical X, great route running technique. He has awesome size and he same size as Van Jefferson, almost exactly the same. Um, at the end of the day, he just gets open and gets it done. I, I love David Bell. With it. Right. Who you got for number seven? Uh, number seven, I'm going your boy, uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn state. state. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching his tape the other day. I really like him. Um, he doesn't really get challenged in man too much, which is a little concerned, but he is so great at finding the open holes in the zone. I feel like he's going to be a quarterback best friend as out of the slot. Um, I think that's definitely his – he can play inside-outside. He has versatility, but I think yeah, slot he is, is definitely going to be his home. He reminds me of 
a little bit of Elijah Moore, but just not as good because Elijah Moore is going to be a Hall of Famer. But, <laughs> but he's, he, I mean, he's he's strong. He's the hopium. He's a good. He's a good hands catcher. He's not really the like. He's not like going to go up and just like moss people. But he's just. I think he's going to be a good pro. He runs good routes. He's got to work on getting in and out of him a little faster. I th- in my opinion, I'm curious to see what his like agility ratings what are. His cons are. Yeah. Dude, um, he yeah, he's a really interesting player. Uh, I feel like sometimes it looks like slow when he's like making his breaks and stuff, but that guy is moving at his pace, and he just knows how to separate. And yeah. those and those fifty fifty balls, like you're saying, like he's not gonna moss people, but he does moss people sometimes. Like he's a freaky good athlete. Um, I fucking love John Dotson. Honestly, yeah. I wish he would somehow slip to the second round and the jets scoop him up um because he'd fit really well in our system too um sorry i kind of cut you off there you can finish if you want no no but, you're good uh, <laughs> th- this is just my favorite don't this talk guy. don't talk about state guys around nah, like the, i mean caring it's it's hard it's hard not to like the guy he plays with fire and he played with shitty fucking sean clifford his whole career and he just produces um, he has a high makes, floor yeah he makes a ton of he makes a ton of crazy catches, and they look very, very easy. He's a great, great hands catcher, um, and he's versatile. He play he plays bigger than he is too, which is why I like him. He's tough as fuck. Um, so I do love me some Jahan Dotson. I like him in the top seven. Um, so now we'll roll back to Dean. Dean, who do you got at number six? It's gonna be annoying, but I'm gonna do it again. My number six is Jahan Dotson out of state. Oh, let's go. Uh, I said it before when, when I talked about a potential dream spot uh, for for uh, dream pick for the Pats. And I said, Jahan Dotson, I kind of touched on him a bit. Uh, not going to do it a ton more because you guys just went off. But true three level threat, I, I believe. And uh, I really kind of wanted to touch on another team that I think would just would just really unlock the, the that offense into a, a whole nother level. Uh, and I don't think this is going to happen because, as you guys know, I think that Rodgers and Adams is going to go with Nathaniel Hackett, the new head coach for the Broncos down in Denver. But if they do run it back and they get Dotson um, at the end of the first, I I think that would that offense would just explode. Yeah, I, I fucking love that. Splendid. That would be nuts. I, I actually can't even fathom what it would be. All I know is I'd be betting every dollar I have on props. <laughs> That's about it. Ray, who do you got for uh, your sixth spot for the wide receivers? So this is when I, I started pulling my hair out. So I, these next four guys, are, I think I have them all in the same tier. And then the top two are going to be in their own tier. Um, I, I controlled myself. I went George Pickens six. I really, really <laughs> wanted to move him up more. Um, if he played this season, he'd be high. Give me some hot uh, takes, Ray. Uh, yeah, I know. I just had to control myself a little bit. I got a little excited earlier. Um, hey. Uh, fucking huge, <laughs> six three, two hundred pounds. Like Dean said, he's a former five star recruit. The guy just—you can just if you watch him play and you know anything about football, you can just see the upside with this guy. He can—he's not—he's not like a bad route runner. He runs routes really well for someone his size. I'm curious to see if he participates in the combine because I would really love to see those numbers. If he tests like a freak, he's going up guaranteed. But um, I what I really love is him at, at a blocker too. He just fucking bullies cornerbacks. He is 
he gets into the blocking, which I love. He came back very fast from his torn ACL, which I love. And I think he's like Dean said about dot. I think he's a three level threat. I can think he can do it all. And to be honest, I don't want to get too crazy, but um, I can see he just looks like he kind of flashes like Julio to me on tape. Gives me gives off some Julio vibes. I think if he gets Julio in the right vibes, I think if he gets in the right spot, um, Jeez. this he could be a steal. He's gonna be a steal of the draft. I like that, that. Fresh, the so freshman year tape. So if you wanted that hot take, there it was. I mean, I don't think he's Julio, but that freshman year tape um, is nothing to snuff at. Uh, he was bananas his freshman year, and it's really just unfortunate that he couldn't play too much the last two years because um, he would have been no doubt uh, in the top three um, of these wide receivers and no doubt a first-round pick. Um but it'll be really interesting to see where he tests. If he goes to the combine, I don't know if he's going to go. I'm sure he'll he'll do some stuff at uh, their George's Pro Day. Um, I think they had like 38 guys get invited to the combine or something like that uh, for Georgia, which is <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but uh, I'll be curious to see what he does if he even attends. Um, all right, so we're in our top five. Dean, give it to me. Not a huge fan of this guy. Kind of That's a good way to start the top five. Him, it kind of hurts me. I didn't put them lower. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I, I I like hot takes, and I do. I think I do a fuck ton of hot takes, but sometimes I participate in group think. And uh, at five, I got Traylon Burks. Uh, this is just going to be a guy that after the combine or during the combine, whenever it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You're going to get the same exact talk and the ex- same exact thing you've been hearing. You you were hearing about like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown when that when that shirtless pick came out. He's he's the built in a lab, steal your motherfucking girl kind of guy, if you know what I mean. Um, he's just built and fast. He really is. I see the upside. He he, he arguably has the highest upside here. Uh, he's going to block really well. I, that's why I love him at the Browns at 13. I think St- Kevin Stefanski will legitimately bust his pants over this guy. I see this guy's ceiling as A.J. Brown, and I loved A.J. Brown out of college, and I'm obsessed with him now. I think he's a top five wide receiver in football, no doubt, even maybe top three. Um, so Traylon Burks at five out of Arkansas. Sweet. Ray, who you got in the five hole here? Uh, I'm going to go with my boy from OSU, uh, Chris Olave. Uh, I think he is probably the safest player, or if not one of the safest players in this draft. I think his route running alone is going to make him a pro for the next decade. That guy runs routes like no one you ever see. And not to mention, they say he's going to run like a 4 3 which is insane if you think about it. I don't uh, see that, but everybody's been saying that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he's fast. He's a deep threat, obviously. He's Got, not, I think he has the most touchdowns in Ohio State history, but um, yeah, I'm very curious to see if that comes true. But that speed doesn't matter to me as a wide receiver, as like a primary trait. The primary trait is his route running, and it's elite. Very good catcher. Um, I think the one flaw knock on him is his size and his like lean frame. Like he's not gonna break many tackles once after the catch, but fuck it, I don't really care. I um, he reminds me of a little bit of Stefan Diggs, kind of. I think. Uh, he could develop into, but think for sure he's going to be a safe, safe player and a, a number two for the next seven to ten years. I mean, 
Stefan Diggs is the top best route runner in the league, arguably, maybe behind Devontae Adams. Um, so some high praise for Ray's OSU boys. Um, Dean, who do you got at four for the wide receiver rankings? Four. Um, Eddie Gritty here. Our boy upstate is going to be a little bit upset with me. Uh, shout out, Chris. Uh, I got Jameson Williams at four. Um, well, I have to kind of uh, today. I really, really, really thought about it. And I had him at three for a very long time. And I had to have a guy kind of leapfrog him because I re went over his tape today and I kind of fell in love with him. And I watched the guy a hundred times before. And I don't know why I didn't kind of see it even more before. Uh, I'll get into that obviously for next guy, but Jameson Williams Sadly, he got hurt in the in the chip. And I know that technology is different nowadays. They come, you know, athletes really come back from ACL tears like they're nothing nowadays. But it's got to be a little bit something for me. Um, also tore t- twice myself. So uh, but really going to be a perfect, perfect Sam's. slot option. Yeah. Perfect big slot knee, option at the next big level. knee boys on this. Uh... Real shit. Well, not big knee boys, shitty knee boys on this shitty podcast. Yeah, I basically my left leg's like a fucking sausage link. You get it from fucking Uncle Giuseppe's. But uh anyway, Keep great cells. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fucking yeah, guy got fucking meniscus surgery, fucking okay, pussy. Um, yeah, no, unreal speed, crazy short area quickness. He creates separation with ease. We already went over this, it would be insane on the pats. They would really need him be crazy on the bills to have him as the third option um yeah yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see where he lands and see how far he falls after being the yeah clear cut number one pretty much for Mm -hmm. at least half at least the back half of the season uh when he was fucking dominating um all right sweet ray who do you got at number four for your wide receiver rankings yeah, so as I said earlier, like these next couple of guys are all in the same tier. I came very close to flipping him, this guy with Pickens, but I control myself. Uh, I'm going to go Jamison Williams too. This season that he had this year is just too insane. Like his numbers are fucking nuts um, to put uh, Pickens over him, but I really wouldn't be surprised if Pickens turned out to be a better pro. But uh, what, what Dean said is true. He's, he's 6'2", 189. And he's probably the best deep. Not probably. He's the best deep threat in this draft. His speed is insane. I'm pissed that he's not running the combine because I feel like he'd blow it the fuck up. Um, my only concern with that is I don't really like, like I said before, I don't really like when speed's the number one attribute on a player. And I kind of think it is for him. I think it's definitely an important part of a team to be able to take the top off. But I think with, for sustained success, um, it's not the most indicative to it, if that makes sense. And it's, it was hard for me to try to uh, balance between the floor and ceiling in rating these guys, but I had to put him over these little other two just because his ceiling is so crazy as a deep threat. Like he, he can really make or break a team. I think him and Kansas City would be insane, obviously. Buffalo would be insane. Um, I'm a little worried that I don't think the Pats would take him after the whole uh, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, they've had some, uh, some bad luck in, in recent uh, history. Yeah, still, I don't know. Still, uh, wide still receivers. trauma from that. I just think they can't kick that can down the I, road much longer. My, my thing with Jameson Williams, I, I know you're saying receiver. you think his speed is uh, his number one attribute, and it probably is. Um, but I think especially what we've seen with these last few years with these Alabama receivers is that 
a lot of it is just like their scheme. Exactly. And they just get guys wide open. Um, But I think he can do a lot more than just a deep threat. I think he is um, a very, very good route runner. Um, And I think he is twitchy. And I mean, you said it not, not if he's the best deep ball threat, he is the best deep ball threat in this class. I think he had, a 50 yard touchdown catch in every single game that he played in until he got hurt or something like that. I that might be sound, making that up, but yeah, I'm pretty that doesn't sure sound that, right. But I'm not even kidding. Like, or he had like a 50 yard catch in every single game that he played in this season. Um, it was something bananas. Um, we don't have a, uh, a stats and facts guy to, uh, to check us on that. So uh, fans let us know if I'm just, call, I'm just making bullshit. Send, send, your, uh, send your resumes though. We're looking for interns. So yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> but uh sweet all right so we're gonna move into our top three um in a very deep wide receiver class dean who do you got in the top three i fucking love this guy i leapfrogged him from five to three today uh give me chris olave highest floor by far he's the best route runner in this class i'm i'm thoroughly thoroughly convinced the guy is an animal he, he's honestly unreal. I, I feel like we just get bored sometimes when someone has has achieved so fucking much and we, we want to see the one year wonders and just kind of leapfrog them over the guys that have been doing it and just doing it at such a high level. The amount of prop bets for over yards on Chris Olave I have hit is actually scary. I feel like I owe him the number one spot, but I couldn't do it. I almost put him over Garrett Wilson. I think he's I, I definitely think Garrett Wilson has a higher ceiling, but I love Chris Olave. I think he can be a featured wide receiver. He could be the number one, and he could be dang good. I would not be surprised at all if he's the best receiver out of this class at all. He amazing route runner, and that, that separation that he creates will 100% translate to the next level. He could show that he could do crazy rack ability as well. Just got yeah. a knack for it. I yeah, love this I mean, kid. I think Ray just went from six to midnight, or uh, maybe like six to maybe like six to eight, because I know Ray, Ray swings left. Got to know your boys. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't know your boys, y'all. You're out of your mind. That ass. All right, <laughs> all right, Ray. Who do you got in the number three spot for your wide receiver rankings? Uh, I got Traylon Burks. Uh, this is like the last guy in that second tier for me. Uh, I just think his ceiling in today's NFL is just too high. Uh, 6'3", 225. He doesn't get – he gets used all over the place on tape. They put him in the backfield, slot, they motion him, like jet sweeps. They just got to get him the ball. And I think in today's day that – like that's really – teams are doing that more and more often. Just get the ball in the hands of your best players. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I think his ceiling is through the roof. I think at worst he's going to be a player that like teams are going to have to scheme for during the week. You know, uh, I, his ceiling is Debo. I know a lot of people say that, and his floor just as a Jets fan, he kind of plays like Quincy Anunwa a little bit, just a big, stocky, tough, oversized wide receiver who can just do stuff when he has the ball in his hands. That's a great call. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. It'll be interesting to see where he lands because I feel like on a team. Um, with not that many weapons, um, he might have a tougher start. Um, but depending on where he falls, like a, a team like, uh, 
like Pittsburgh, even though they don't have a quarterback situation, like their quarterback situation kind of sucks. So like, like Arizona, like I feel like his fit in Arizona, if he yeah. fell to 23 would be fucking sick. Like in that spread right. offense. That'd be um, yeah. Um, also no one's Debo. Don't ever compare someone to Debo again. Top five, top five running back. One sec. Ah. The boys at home who can't see, that's that's the uh, fantasy trophy. Yeah, the, no uh, the, see the, the viewers can't see either because you're fucking blurred. Uh, go, Debo. You're I'm blurred like you had, like, kiddo had five white claws. Fuck your shit, Debo. You're a fucking putz. Yeah, you're a fucking pussy. You're fucking good. Uh, <laughs> um, so we are going to get into our top twos here from the fellas. Um, and I think a little, uh, little heated debate might come of this because... I think our boys got these one and two flipped. Um, so you might, I might just have to uh, let the boys free, let them off their leash and uh, and go at it. But Dean, who do you got here for your number two? Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be I have I, you know, I have a, a good amount written down for him. And I've watched a lot of them, especially over the years, considering that I watch every college football Saturday with Ray and Ray's a diehard uh, Buckeyes fan uh, for what reason we still don't know he's born and raised in uh, long island but uh yeah it's garrett wilson and i feel like it's unfair for me to kind of harp on him a lot because i feel like i want ray to talk about him more and i'll talk more about his number two guy but for garrett wilson he polished route runner plays plays bigger than what he is he's only six foot which isn't really a wet dream for me you guys know i like it a little bit bigger both above and below the waist and uh Alyssa would say differently but um... That's a fact. Yeah, she is what, like five two. Um, but uh, and also, um, you know, he really just has a a knack for rack. Oh wow, Doctor Seuss over here. But uh, yeah, that's my number two guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Ray looks fucking horrified. Hi right, Ray, your number two. Ray, give me your number two. When Dean starts rhyming, that's when you know we got to wrap this bitch up. That was fucking yeah. tough. Boy's getting uh, sleepy. But yeah, Sauce, you were right. Uh, flipped them. Drake London's my number two. Uh, I have them both grades as like the same grade, but um, I got to give props to my boy Garrett at number one. But Drake London, he's 6'5", 210, basketball player. You can easily see it. His fucking catch radius is insane. He got catches everything. Um very, I really want to see what he does at the combine because he looks a lot twitchier than someone a normal six five receiver does, and um, I think that I mean he gets moved all around too. He played a lot in the slot, like we said uh, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Can play outside. He, I think he's a mod- he's another modern day NFL player where you can just move around and get the ball in his hands. That guy runs angry when he has the ball. He stiff arms people into the ground. Um, he's gonna have to get a little bit more. Um, diversify with his route tree but based on him i mean as an athlete he look he passes the eye test i think he, that's something he can get taught you can't teach six five two ten um so yeah i think he's going to be come in and i think he can be a day, uh, day one number one for a team i like it dean you want to uh you want to piggyback off of ray because yeah sure um unless unless your uh your number one guy is uh justin ross yeah, actually, Justin Ross. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, no. I'm, Drake ass- I'm assuming it's Drake London. It's been Drake London since 
I, I mean, I told you guys when it was uh, maybe the beginning of November, um, maybe a little bit after it was a little, it was maybe two, three weeks after he got injured. Um, he, he's an absolute fucking animal. And when I saw his tape and, and obviously we're Jeff fans. So we're looking for wide receivers every other week. We were looking at tape because we were seeing Corey Davis drop a pass or be hurt. Elijah Moore be hurt. And we were watching fucking Jeff Smith out there, which was obviously rough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no Kendrick there. Bourne slander and no Jeff Smith. <laughs> no Jeff God Smith. slander. Oh my Vinny God. Smith. That's who we slander. Vinny you guys Smith. Yeah. That, no, you guys no, no. Fuck Vinny Smith. One came in. Um, like second last week, we had no idea who the fuck it was. No. was I do remember this is a, a little sidebar, but I do remember like preseason two seasons ago. I think like Finney Smith like had a sick like post route for like <laughs> 40 yards, and I was like, Yo, is this guy our number one? Like, oh, who the fuck oh, is this? Christ. <laughs> Fucking Finney Smith, too many. Oh, um, he got, pro- he got probably cut, but <laughs> yeah, of course. But uh, it's Drake London, six five two ten. Uh, I hate to say exactly what Ray said, but I wrote this back in November and I said basketball player and in all caps, it shows. It's actually scary. Uh, He high points it like a fucking animal. He's the definition of get mossed and he's going to do it a ton in the NFL. And I know for a fact he is prototypical X. uh, I see when, but exactly like Ray said, he, he played mostly inside. He crazy inside, outside versatility. And it takes me back to when we would uh, shuffle, shuffle Brett B Marsh into this slot. And I'm talking about us as the Jets. And he would do a 15 yard in and fucking hit people, run angry and go to the crib. I, I just love this guy. And uh, I was on him first. I was on him early. And it always feels good to be early on people. Who end up being, uh, especially Mel Kuyper's number fucking one. Yeah, it's good to be early on people. Yes, be early on me, bro. Yeah. Oh, you know more uh, than most. Uh, all right, right. That Dean's whole soliloquy there. Um, I like the player, but uh, hated that rant. Uh, <laughs> so Ray, um, wrap, <laughs> Ray, wrap us up with some Garrett Wilson talk to the Jets. Um, I hate Ohio State, but goddamn, this guy's a good player. Yeah, I think this is the best uh, blend of ceiling and floor in the draft. Personally, I know people say ceiling's not like a prototypical one. I disagree. He's only listed six foot, which doesn't make sense because when he was a freshman, five star, he was listed as six two, and he and it looked like it. And shoes. Uh, yeah, I digress. <laughs> um, he, I've been saying it since he was a freshman. This I wanted this guy on the Jets so bad. He. Plays like he's 6'3", guy can moss people, contested catches, but not other than that, he's probably one of the best route runners in the class. The way he gains leverage off his release on cornerbacks, I think it's perfect for us as a Jet, as on the Jets. He can just get open for Zach. I think he's got, he really is the blend of everything. He can run routes, he can catch balls, he can make contested catches, and he has rack ability. Um, I don't see him. Back for rack. I don't see him busting at all. I it, I have him as his ceiling as like Odell, Santonio Holmes kind of. I he, I see a little Santonio Holmes in him, like undersized plays bigger. Same thing with Odell, and his floor is like a Robert Woods. I think he's going to be in the league for the next dozen years, and hopefully in green and white. A high floor. 
Yeah, yeah. that is. I do love Bobby me some Bob Woods. Woods. Love Bob Woods. Love Bobby Trees. All right. Good work, fellas. Um, all right. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our first division review with the AFC East and got some more insight into this wide receiver class. Come back next week for our next division preview. We got the NFC East, and we will be continuing our position rankings with the corners, another deep class. So I'm sure we'll have some some heated debates on that. Um, As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod. And follow our Twitter at Between Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we go through the 2022 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you. You're...